Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. And I'm Brittany. Hello, Brittany. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm 24 weeks, aka six months preggers. Oh my God, you're far. Am I? (laughs) Sometimes I feel like it's not. And then sometimes it feels like, oh shit, I feel gigantic. Well, six months. Yeah. Because you're going into like soon you're going to be in your third trimester. Yeah. But doesn't 24 weeks still feel like, oh, I just, you know, hit 20 weeks. Yeah. Yes. But I kind of feel like the second half goes fast. In retrospect, I don't know if it does go faster or not. I don't know. I feel like I've been pregnant for five years. So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, what are you at now? Uh, I think 33. I think I'm going to be 33 in a couple of days. Oh, shit. (laughs) I know. Like technically I could deliver a non-preemie healthy baby in four weeks. Oh, my God. How does that Which, make you feel? <laughs> I'm not ready. The The nursery right now is a storage room, so I'm not ready. <laughs> well, okay, when you're not ready. So you're saying like physically with like the nursery, what are you, um, when are you planning to set that up? Um, well, we're getting, we're putting Oliver's furniture in the baby's room. So right now, his, actually tomorrow, his new dresser is coming. So I'll move his, the, his dresser into the nursery and could finally put clothes away, which I boxes from both of my sisters. We all have boys. So there's just like a lot of clothes to go through. Um, so I feel like once I do that, I'll feel better. So, so ask me again in two weeks where I am with this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. You're going to have another kid. <laughs> it's wild. Um, but you know what I was thinking about the other day? Um, I think just based on like so many of the videos that I've seen, I'm mm. like, and I'm, I'm like fully switching topics right now, but okay, it's just like switch it up. Something I've been like dying to ask you. Cause it's all I've been thinking about. Okay. Is how there's this notion that new moms or new moms to be are very anti screen time, only going to give organic food, grass fed this. And oh, they're like hardcore know, perfect, like striving for perfection. Yes, yes, yeah, perfection, yeah. which we know then from our conversation with Dr. Lakshman, this could turn into uh, trying to be a martyr and a perfectionist. Right. So we know that this is where it starts. So I know, like, being a second time mom to be. And having an almost three-year-old, I definitely had this idea, like I wanted to limit screen time, but I was never, um, when Oliver was a baby, I was never like, oh, turn him away from the screen. He can't look and everything has to be organic, this organic, that. I mean, for the most part, I I do, and I still feel this way, but I'm by no means like anti any of it. Um, But I know there's there's a whole spectrum of the way moms are and there's Mm -hmm. nothing nothing is perfect or not. It's just whatever you believe in. How do do you feel about this? Like about to be a first time mom, what do you feel like your beliefs in this will be? Oh my God. Um, Don't stress me out. (laughs) No, no, no. No, I hear you. I hear you. And I've I've obviously watched all those videos. I took, I I told you this on the side, like 
like I, I was feeling a little stressed out and like Rusty like made me like a whole bath thing and I was like yeah. supposed to relax in that bath in said bathtub but instead the entire time I just sat there watching Betcha's mom's t- videos on TikTok Stressing and actually out. no no it actually was quite <laughs> relaxing because I was hysterically laughing so I had like a very positive experience and yeah. I was taking that like and from that Coming out of that, I wasn't really hard on myself either. I was like, oh, beating myself. Oh, I should have, I should have just like sat there and relaxed. But instead, I was on my fucking phone, you know? But yeah. instead, instead of being hard on myself, I sort of took it as like a lesson. And I, I thought of Dr. Lakshman's episode two, just like not being so hard on yourself. Um, but in general, I know all those videos are like, you know, everyone just being like so intense. You have and, to take it with a grain of salt too. I feel like a lot of people take these videos seriously, but they're meant to be satirical. They're funny. Totally. They're totally. not meant to be taken seriously. But no, I mean, I read comments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from all the comments. From, yes. from the comments and yes. just like the general, like I've seen, I've, I've heard and I've seen and I've talked to moms who whatever have different uh, views. And I personally have like a, or I'm trying to be a recovering perfectionist. So I have the tendency to want to think like that. However, I am just striving for balance. So I'm not at all making rules. I like, I'll maybe I'll have guidelines of like what I'd like to maybe do, but I'm going to be honest. I haven't even started thinking about what I want to do. It's more about like, I'm thinking about thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I like sometimes feel guilty that I'm not doing enough. I know that was like one of my mom guilt things. Um, But again, I've like, I had a big, like overwhelming meltdown yesterday about how like I'm moving and then I'm going to have a baby right after And it all just seemed like a lot at once. And I've just, I decided to like sort of break it out into steps of things that I'm going to deal with in a timeline. That's smart. First, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about buying a stroller or doing, buying the shit for the nursery just yet. First, Mm -hmm. I'm working on moving out. (laughs) Yes. Then I'm going to work on closing. (laughs) Then at the same time, I'm going to think about what I need to buy. And I'll give myself a timeline of what then <laughs> once I have the baby, I will work on nursing. And then during that time, I'll think about parenting. So like, yeah. it's just so everything feels a little bit less overwhelming because I'm going to be honest, I feel very overwhelmed. Like right now, my like chest hurts. <laughs> oh, my but, God. But just talking about it. But I feel like that's the way like. I just I keep having everybody's advice in the back of my head, like my mom saying, like, you can have a birth plan all you want, but it never always goes to plan. You There's so many things that are unexpected. And, you know, so many people in my life have told me, like, I'm also I like to control the you know, control issues. But everyone in my <laughs> life has told me that, like, only work on the things that you can control and like, yeah. don't worry about the things that you can't. Yeah. So that is how I'm thinking about it. But in terms of screen time and organic food, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, I'm going to try. Like, that's all I can yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. You're going to do the best you can. And I think I think everything you just said is great advice for anybody listening that's in your position as well. Yeah. It's, it's just like a lot to deal with. Like, how are you supposed to know what to expect? A. B. Like is it I don't I don't even know where to start like you have to I have to take things like one thing at a time about the screen time I've heard all sorts of different things 
Mm-hmm. Like you, you take it away. They want it too much. You give it too early. Mm-hmm. That's all they want. So which one is it? Like, right. So, and the organic food, like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best the same way I try to eat organic food most of the time, but right. There's right. No chance. I'm not going to give a kid, the kid, the, the delicious snacks <laughs> that right. are not organic <laughs> that you're going to want as well. Because yeah, what do you mean? trust me, I eat them. But I believe like if anybody has listened to diet starts tomorrow, you t- you restrict kids from or anybody from anything. They're going to mm-hmm. want to double. They're going to go to their friend's house and eat it there. I agree. I, like my my early on, I don't have like this obsession with um fast food like at all. Like zero. I have no desire to need to eat I, McDonald's or anything. I never liked fast food. But but that is one of the only foods that I distinctly remember my mom being like, yeah, we can have it once in a while. It's not a big deal. And same. And I, I think and we I, had McDonald's once a week growing up. Yeah. It was like one of those things. And I got so excited and I had it. And, yeah. And it was that was it. And now I don't have an obsession over it. Yeah. I don't, like even remember like somebody was like, oh, we need to get Taco Bell. It's so good. I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember last time I had Taco Bell. Yeah. But I think that that's like one of the things that's always going in my head. I don't want to restrict. I don't want to be over overly perfectionist um, and just. Do the best we can. That's that's what I'm thinking about. But yeah. that's that I have questions for you about the screen time. Yes. Because what are you supposed to do? I don't think that you're supposed to do anything. I think there's, like you said, there's a lot of advice from a lot of different people. And I think you said it best with it just comes to balance and it depends the type of person you are. But they say, you know, the kids aren't learning as much as they could from the TV because even though they're being fed this information, it's not tangible. They're not interacting. Um, so they're really not getting the learning experience that you think they're getting. Also being bad for their eyes, um, right. which to me, I feel like being bad for your eyes makes more sense than the learning aspect of it from my own personal opinion. Um, But the way we've handled screen time is we never really restricted it. I always used Sesame Street as a babysitter, especially (laughs) when we were going into the office and I had to get ready in the morning. I needed something to distract him so that I had 20 minutes to get dressed. Yeah. So I really think it's just what works with your lifestyle. The one thing that does drive me insane is the iPad. Um, it's a great tool for, again, if you, you're going to a restaurant, um, I don't know, Oliver was in my bed at five this morning and I gave him the iPad because I was not ready to wake up. I'm 33 weeks pregnant. I'm good. Here's the iPad. Um, he could get, and I felt like maybe when we first started using it, he was obsessed with it and it drove me insane. I was like, that's it. We're restricting screen time. When like, did you give it done. to him first? Um, I first gave it to him probably like a, not a year ago, probably like eight months ago. I started so when giving he it was, to him. When he was two? Like two, two. Okay. Yeah. And the only reason why I even gave it to him was because my mom was getting a new one and she was like, <laughs> oh, does Oliver have an iPad? Does he want this? I was like, you know what? He's home. Let's just whatever. And um, I downloaded games, which I'd rather him play than watch random YouTube stuff. And also I've downloaded, I actually really hate when he's on YouTube because there are some really weird things that could come up, even though he's on kids YouTube. And it's, and what's scary is that it's kids directed 
uh, content, but it's still super weird. Like what? Um, like what's weird? Like for instance, there was this YouTube video of like a Spider Man. It was like basically a daughter and the, the dad, and like the Spider Man was helping her like build things. And he was like farting. And then like the puffs coming out of his butt were like, pow. And it was (laughs) (laughs) Noah and I looked at each other and we were both like, no, 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 no. We're changing this. Not not educational. (laughs) Not like this. There's just nothing here that you need to be watching. Like, absolutely not. So I decided to I downloaded the Noggin app which is like all like Nickelodeon shows and there's like games and stuff. And I just feel way more comfortable with him watching the stuff on there. And um, there's some games, you know what, guys, I'll have to put them on story for you. But there are some educational games that I've downloaded that I can't think of off the top of my head um, that I prefer him to use. Um, But I've actually found like his obsession with the iPad has died down because one tool that we use is the Alexa timer. And we're like, okay, Oliver, you have five minutes left to watch. And we set the timer. And when the timer goes off, he knows that the iPad goes away because we sort of implemented that mm-hmm. for a while now. So he's just used to that idea. Um, so I feel like, in my opinion, there are limits to it. Of course, you want yeah. them to like play and like be more hands-on. But... If you, I, I think like you were saying, if you don't, if you restrict something completely, they're going to obsess over it and get it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so was there, but is balance. there a reason that you decided to only give it to him at two versus expose it to him earlier? Like you did television. Yeah. So I have heard that the iPad obsession is a, is like crazy. I've seen it with my nephews. I see that it's really, it becomes a problem with them just being so addicted to it and not putting yeah. it down. And I, we really didn't want to deal with that. And no one, I always said, we don't want to have children that are just like laying there on their iPads and like little zombies that won't get off. Um, I feel like that's but, what everybody says. <laughs> yeah. But like when it's your own kid, it's like you, they're like in this trance, like I'll, I'll say his name and he won't even answer me. And it's like, are yeah. you kidding? Like, where are you right now? Yeah. Um, So that's why even when we did start giving it to him, we were like, okay. And I think that if we weren't in the pandemic, things maybe would be different. Like we weren't home. Yeah. Um, But I'm, I'm, I don't have any regrets with the screen time he has or because he's very, even now, like when we put the TV on, sometimes he would just rather play. He's like, I don't want to watch TV. I'm just going to play. Yeah. So it's just like, he's not glued to it all the time. Right. Do you have an adv- any advice for anybody who is feeling like their kid is glued to it? Yeah. So I think that setting the timer has helped us tremendously. Um, we've limited where he can't watch the TV or the iPad when we're eating. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. And I also, again, not everybody's sending their kids to school, but I feel like if he's at school all day and he's watching TV for a little bit before school and a little bit after school, like he's been playing, he's exhausted all day. It's okay. Yeah. And also I find that if I'm sitting there watching it with him and I'm interacting with him a little bit, I'm like, Oh wow. Look at the red triangle or how many sides does the square have? Which I did read that if you are talking them through it and actually getting involved, it is more of a learning experience than them just Mm -hmm. watching it mindlessly. So I do try and get involved when I can in that sense. 
that's and it's also kind of more fun to do like when my niece is watching Coco Melon and I'm sitting with her like I'll I'll like talk to her through like ask her questions about what's going on yeah also because I love to talk through TV (laughs) (laughs) through movies Rusty says it's my biggest (laughs) it's my worst trait you also Um, like to talk through Coco Melon (laughs) I also like to talk through Coco Melon um so and she see she like perks up like she'll like talk to me and like because also the one of the characters looks like rusty and she'll scream rusty that's and, so funny i know which and, one you're talking about yeah um <laughs> everyone should know it's the redheaded dad or whatever um but yeah i can see that it's also like an experience and then that kid like remembers that you were interested in what they're interested in yeah so yeah that's good but i just i can't imagine like like i can't imagine like setting rules like they're so strict right now and then like and like having any idea what my life is going to be like then to know all I know is like what you're saying is about like limiting time is like mm-hmm. a great idea and not mm-hmm. just like it being a complete free for all mm-hmm. just like having guidelines or parameters. But um, what about the food? How do you feel about the food? The food I try and do like organic and whole foods as much as possible. But look, I'm a working mom. And I, I'm sorry, I like keep changing my <laughs> like, on the couch. <laughs> I, I moved off the couch. My stomach's hurting. <laughs> um, but when I buy, like I buy frozen chicken, chicken nuggets and French fries and meatballs and all that stuff. But when I do buy it, I look at what the ingredients are and I make totally. sure there's limited ingredients. I try and buy as natural as possible. Um, I'm definitely cognizant of what I'm giving him and when I can give him what we're eating or make him something that is just very like healthy or whole foods. I try. I try. But on the week, look, we were at a birthday party yesterday and I'm pretty sure all he ate was apple juice and cake and pretzels. Yeah. And then but that's not everything that he eats all the time. That's what no. I mean. Like balance is important. Like you can't, you can't, the kid needs to be able to live his le- like his or her life. Like they're going to go to their friend's house eventually. And they're going to be like eating like crazy. Like it's just like the balance. Like Oliver knows yeah. he can have it. He normally has this. He doesn't know any different. No. The only thing I'm pretty strict on is candy and like fruit snacks because I just don't feel, I don't. Because when he he has had it before and he obsesses over it so much that Mm. he just doesn't stop. And I'm just like, this is just not doing anything. I can't. And he gets insane from the sugar. So I (laughs) I cannot. I can imagine. Yeah. He's already like Like so Like gummies? Yes. So, I mean, that's the only thing that I really restrict from him. We have lollipops. I, I like to buy, I think they're called like organic yum. Yum, or like yum Yannick or something like that, mm-hmm. lollipops. Um, and like I'll I'll give him those whenever. Um, but the gummy stuff, I just – when we're out of the house, he could have it. I don't keep it in the house. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. You, you noticed something that you don't want your kid to feel and you're just going with your intuition. That's what I mean. Like yeah. you just got to do what feels like right and balance in your life. Like Yeah, and everyone should feel that way. I mean, again, to each his own, follow totally. your own plan. But don't feel like you need to uphold to anybody else's standards. Like it's all about balance and what works for your lifestyle. I agree. That said, we're not like 
I'm not down to like just like here put like put a Cheetos in a smoothie and like here you go. Right. Of course. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just like it's whatever works for you for your lifestyle. And as yeah. long as you're not like as long as your kid if you, is fed and is eating nutrients and nutritious meals and like I'm obviously going to think about that. Like I think the way that I think about my own food. Exactly. Same. The same kind of thing. Yeah, you do your best and whatever and whatever happens exactly. to work in that moment of your lifestyle. <laughs> whatever happens, happens. <laughs> whatever happens, happens. So let's move on to our Dear Betches Mom segment. Um, we have somebody that wrote in about being ready for a second child. Aileen, do you want to read us the email? Yes. What's up, Betches? It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> Starting by saying, I so love the Betches franchise. Been here since 2018 via SUP and during quarantine branched out to the other pods, newsletters, etc. I became a mom in May 2020. So this pod came at a perfect time for me. Loving it so far. And here's my question. How and when do you know you wanted slash were ready for baby number two? My husband grew up as the oldest of four, but I was an only child. As you can imagine, he wants a big family. He has actually tossed out five as a reasonable number of children, but I only have ever imagined myself having the one. I'm open to having a second baby, but now the question is when. The logistics of finances and rooms are squared away, but emotionally, how do you know you're ready or are you ever truly ready? Anyway, some insight on how Britt came to her decision of number two would be helpful. Thank you so, so much. Sincerely, staying up past my bedtime for precious me time. <laughs> yeah, Britt, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like I remember distinctively like seconds after pushing Oliver out, like turning to Noah being like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's really funny. But then I was like, no, I, I know that I'll forget this and want to do it again. And that's exactly what happened. I forgot the trauma of pushing Oliver out, which not, I'm not saying that everybody's experience is traumatic. Mine just was a little bit. We, we could get into that in another episode. Yeah. Um, but I always knew I wanted to have at least two kids. I'm the middle of three girls. And um, growing up, we were always with my cousins who were also three girls. And um, I, we we had, I wouldn't say like a big family, but there was just always kids around. And I knew that the best thing that I could ever do for my first child, Oliver, is give him a sibling. Um, so... I think it was more about time and um, being over the fact of like what I had gone through and, you know, Noah and I talking about, okay, are we financially ready for a second? Um, we wanted to move into a house first, which we did. We moved into a house about a year ago. So we needed the space. We wanted to be in a place where we knew we could financially support a family of four. Um, mm -hmm. So once those all kind of aligned, um, I knew that I would want to have a second, no more than like four years apart from Oliver. Mm -hmm. So we had started trying. I, it took us a couple of months. So like it, we started trying. So now they'll be, you know, three years apart, which is, I guess you could say was in my plan. Does that always happen? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but I just knew I was physically and emotionally ready and financially ready. How do you um, know that you're emotionally ready though? Like what were, what are the 
did you have like a back and forth with like your emotions <laughs> or like the, the non-physical or financial part of it when making that decision? Um, I think I don't think I had a back and forth with my emotions, I think. And I don't want to say I set a deadline for myself because I did not set a deadline. I just actually, I think naturally when I got to the point of like, when I like mentally knew that I wanted to have a second, I was, I felt like I was like, okay, I could do this now. Like, I feel like I've forgotten a little bit about what, and I, and I had a really positive first pregnancy. I did. I really enjoyed being pregnant. Um, I'm way more tired this time around, obviously chasing a toddler. Um, but I just, (laughs) yeah. So, um, I just, I just knew that like my body could handle it. And also another thing I did actually that I do want to bring up was that in the beginning. So, and I've mentioned before that I've dealt with, um, a, um, generalized anxiety disorder. So I was in a state in the beginning of the pandemic where it was my anxiety was really bad. And I actually wasn't really in a good physical or mental place to get pregnant again. Um, So one thing I was doing, I was doing a lot of meditating and I started working out with a personal trainer. And to be honest with you, it wasn't for my weight. Um, I was still having a lot of back pain from my first pregnancy. And I also needed to have that motivation to work out, to feel better and just have, you know, exercise uh, like releases that serotonin and just makes you feel better. Um, that you feel really, it's it's undisputed that you feel really good after a workout. Yeah. And it pushed me to then work out on my own. So I'll say from like April, I think it was the end of March or April, I was working out with a trainer until my first trimester I had stopped Mm -hmm. and I felt like I was in really good physical shape to now like carry a child, it made me feel better mentally. I really worked to prepare myself to get to that spot. And Mm -hmm. did I expect to go through this, you know, mental lull with anxiety with the pandemic? No. But when it did, I did something to help myself because I knew what my plan was. Yeah. And it helped a lot. So I think, so you had a timeline and you sort of, but you still went like to your intuition and you went to yes. see like how I checked yourself, checked yes. in with yourself to see how you were feeling. Yes. And you went, and even though you had this t- timeline and you didn't say, okay, this is a deadline, it's a timeline. You said, okay, in order for me to follow this timeline, I need to get myself to a better like mental state place. Yes. And, and so honestly, you did things to work on that. Yes. And to be honest, I like having a partner like Noah, he, he recognized it before me. He's like, you need to do something to help yourself because we're stuck inside a house. You can't, you need to speak to somebody. He like, he, you know, like he really pushed me. He's very big with working out and, you know, being on top of his nutrition, like way more than I am. (laughs) Um, so I, I really definitely had like have an amazing support system at home and like he really like brought me out of that and like helped me make sure that I was okay. Yeah, um, that's so great. like, yeah. So I think just like we definitely worked on it together and I don't want I don't want people to think like, Oh, you have to have this plan and follow. Cause like we know with children, you can't plan. We never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it's just how I felt personally. Right. And that's totally fine. I mean, yeah. for, also for, for this girl, she like, had just had our baby May 2020. What year is it? 2021 now. So like yeah. <laughs> a year or a year ago. 
And yeah. there shouldn't be pressure on you. It should be about like how you feel. I mean, obviously you and your husband, you should talk about it. But I would check in with yourself about why you're questioning, like why you think that you wouldn't want to have a second kid or why you only want the one, not without judgment, just question it. Um, and in terms of the emotionally ready, like, like you're, when I'm gathering from what you're saying, it just sort of, it just sort of comes, right? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, I just, I just was at that moment where everything aligned for me and I, did I work on that alignment? Yes. Mm. But also like if, I guess if you're in a position like she's saying, she always planned for one, how do I now plan for two? Maybe that's something you guys, like we have an episode actually coming out with Emily Burley, who is a licensed um, couples therapist, a marriage therapist. And, you know, she talks about how, you know, you could go to a therapist for anything. It doesn't mean that you have problems. It just, mm -hmm. maybe this is a life event that you need to speak to a professional about if you're having two totally conflicting ideas and totally. just really have someone like dig deep and make it help you figure out you know, because you don't want to, you don't want to have a child and then resent the person for that. Do I think you would ever regret having a child? Absolutely not. But I think that speaking to somebody could, could help you figure that out. Yeah, I agree. She says she's open to having, but she doesn't know when. And right. that definitely is the question. I mean, it just, it's, it's so personal. It and is. like, just think about like your lifestyle and is it, what's the, what would you, oh, you don't know yet. What, what have people told you is the biggest change in your lifestyle having two kids versus the one? Maybe that's something that she yeah. would like to I hear. I mean, everybody tells me that going from two to one is one a to whole two. different ball, uh, going from <laughs> one to two is a whole different ball game than going from zero to one. Um, can't tell you what that's like yet. Um, but I hear it's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, I'm just, look, it's if you could do one, I'm sure you could do two. Everybody, people have been doing this for eternity. People have like 20 kids. So <laughs> I was watching this show on, I think, oh, Bethany. I think it was the Bethany show on HBO. And one of the contestants said her, her mom was a one of 28 children. That's at, she said her grandma physically birthed no 27 or 28 children and none of them were twins i, I don't <laughs> I, I don't know if i was, do you think she's lying like no she's not lying <laughs> i don't know if i the idea of being pregnant 28 times or pushing out a baby 28 times like i don't you know you're pregnant sounds, your in, like entire life <laughs> literally how is that even possible i don't is know that possible she must she must i is it I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It must know. be consecutive years starting from like age. What's like tw what's 15? What's 45 say minus 20? Don't make me do math. Okay. <laughs> Calculator. <laughs> 45 minus 28. 17. Yeah. So that sounds about right. It's oh like you're most of your like young adults to their 20s and 30s and into your 40s and into your teens <laughs> you're just popping out the children look all the power to this woman but anyway I from one imagine. to two <laughs> i'm yeah it's crazy but 
Anyway, I hope I hope this advice was good. Uh, yeah, staying I hope up past my bedtime for precious me time. And <laughs> um, yeah, we hope good luck with your decision. Ask around. I think like this, you're doing a great like the first instinct of asking us like like just talking to people about it and asking their thoughts and like w- what helped them decide is a great place to start too. Um, because Agreed. everybody and then you'll see everybody's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. And then I think that'll make you realize that like it's so personal. Well, okay, guys, now it's time for our No Mom Guilt presented by Heineken Zero Zero. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol-free beer. This podcast is all about being honest and real about life as a mom. We're also not interested in mom guilt. We all do stuff that we're worried others will judge us for, but you don't need to feel guilty for any of the shit you do as a mom. Yes. So I, it's my turn. I think I have a no mom guilt moment, but it's more of like a win, I think. And hold on. So much indigestion. <laughs> oh my God. I need like Tums. I'm so lame, by the way. I've been going to like places, like to people, like I, I, I went to a rooftop the other day and I just asked people if they have Tums. <laughs> That's like my party trick. <laughs> you need to walk around with a baggie of them. I went, I went out for dinner and I'm like, can someone bring me Tums? You need to just <laughs> yeah, carry I need to them. Get, I need to carry on. Can, yeah, we need to, we need, yeah. We Wait, does Rusty yell at you yet? I'm like assuming that you have a, a thing of Tums on your nightstand, like a huge jumbo. I have a pharmacy. Size. <laughs> okay, the thing is, is that mine is smaller than like his dad's. His dad has so much Tums around the house that like <laughs> whatever amount I have is literally nothing compared to his dad. Like I could go into any room in his parents' house and there is a Costco-sized Tums just waiting <laughs> That's to be chewed on. <laughs> but, but does he yell at you like when you – like? At two in the morning, you're waking up, popping the Tums, and it's making that like no. noise in the bottle. Oh my god, no! But one time he did yell at me because I got really hungry at um like it was like 11 p.m. and it was like dark in the room, and I had some like nuts and he, like <laughs> in my bag, and so like all of a sudden he just hears like a rustling and me like chewing like a fucking like squirrel, <laughs> and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm hungry." <laughs> like I'm what are you eating i'm like cashews <laughs> it was really funny but anyway my win yes is that i decided to get a massage oh my god it was life changing um my body has been so tight and sore and i try to stretch and it doesn't just do anything like it all hurts and i plunged is that the word I, I plunged. I took the plunge. I took the, oh my God, I, don't, I know no English. I took, the, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I plunged <laughs> into just getting, into getting a prenatal massage. And I must say, like, I felt a little bit guilty because I was like, oh, this is like a little bit extravagant, like it's an extravagant expense. Um, but at that moment, I was like, I need this for my body. I'm going I just need the relaxation. I need someone to just like press on my muscles until they hurt. (laughs) And that is exactly what I got. And, you know, I made sure obviously that she was vaccinated and I wore my mask when I was up. And then I was able, since I was still early on that, like I can lay on my, like I I made a hole for my, my belly with like 
a, like a, a bunch of pillows in my pregnancy pillow. So I was able to oh, lay nice. on my my stomach so she could do my back. And oh, my God, it felt so good. She was just like, wow, you're a little tight. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it felt so good. But I did feel a little guilty about it because I was like, yeah, it's a little expensive. But I have no regrets. It was wonderful. You know what? In this, our bodies are going through so much. Yeah. You needed it. You yeah. needed it. Yeah, I'm glad well, you did. I'm glad you did it. I'm, I'm. I have to do that. I actually, we're, we could talk about this another time, but I will be getting a massage next week. We're going on a short little baby moon. Oh, okay. like Purely going for like the spa experience. Oh, I good. Massage. So oh, I feel you on that. Enjoy, enjoy. Thanks. I like could have gotten a, 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 a massage at my on my like trip. But I don't know. I was a little, I, for some reason, I chickened out and I was like, oh, I'll just, instead of that, I'll play tennis. But the tennis made me tighter. <laughs> so to the opposite. But um, yeah, so I feel good. And that's amazing. Congratulations on your baby moon. I'm so excited Thanks. for you. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, well, thanks again to Heineken Zero Zero. You know, when you really want to enjoy that happy hour, but also really want to get that quick workout in with Heineken Zero Zero, you can guarantee you'll crush that workout. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol-free beer. The brewers at Heineken have very kindly removed the alcohol and potential regret, but kept all the good stuff. So it has that same taste that you love. Now you can enjoy a cold one whenever you want and actually raise the chances of you making it through that workout slightly. And did we mention it's only 69 calories? So get ready to sweat and give it a try. Pick up a pack of Heineken Zero Zero at your local retailer or get it delivered to your door. Must be 21 or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. So that's it for our episode of Betcha's Moms podcast. Please, guys, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And let me say that slower. Rate, do the little five stars. Please, five. Review, leave a little <laughs> review, right? Oh, I love this podcast. It's so good. I love Pretty and Eileen. And then subscribe, hit subscribe. That voice? <laughs> that's my That's my audience voice. <laughs> no, that's actually my brain voice when I'm writing reviews for other people's <laughs> podcasts. Pay it forward, guys. And subscribe. So just press subscribe so it'll come straight to your phone whenever there's a new episode. And we're churning out episodes left and right. And we have amazing episodes coming up. So please go do that. And if you are only listen to Spotify, you just press follow. And that's basically what does it for it. And go follow Betches Moms on Instagram. Brittany's doing some amazing stuff on there. Follow us at Aileen. That's me. And at Britt Rich for Brittany. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom, right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. 